Hey, Josh. Hey, Nate. How you doing this week? I'm doing all right. Um, feeling a little under the weather again. I think that's one of the hazards of having kids. I feel like the last time we talked, I was also sick. But uh, yeah, doing pretty good. Doing lots of things around the house lately. Been uh, doing a lot of work on uh, some renovations. And uh, yeah, life's been pretty good. Cool. Cool. Still riding high from the retreat or? Yeah, I think it's more transitioned into like day to day. Kind of, there's a few things from there that are still kind of pushing me along. And I think it's just some of the friendships from there really helped. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. How are you? Uh, I'm good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if it's a rabbit hole we want to go down, but I've been really excited about a new, uh, sort of a fitness tracker but um okay Tell i'll just more. i'll just give you a real short essentially like i've been getting a lot of value out of it measuring my stress and also it measuring uh like fitness recovery which is kind of mm. cool like sort of i had a really uh tough workout yesterday actually I, I got back on the handball court it's been a long time since i had an injury and it was really cool because it like told me all these like aerobic and anaerobic scores and then afterwards mm. it's like you seriously overexerted yourself you should really <laughs> take like the next like i don't know three days to really properly 100 percent recover yeah it's like oh that's actually a good insight because i am very sore today <laughs> so, yeah yeah anyway. I feel like that's super useful and like the stress yeah. stuff too. Cause like, it's yeah. like, Oh, my stress level is going up. And like to have somebody tell you that it's kind of helpful sometimes. Cause like, you're like, Oh, I'm not stressed. It's fine. It's fine. And that's like, Oh, it's yeah. not fine. Yeah. I mean, the thing is it's, it's any of these things you're going to have stress. Like it's not mm -hmm. like you can have zero stress, but it's also mm -hmm. sort of like more about, how it builds and like, are you, is it happening more frequently? Right. Or is there some other thing you should be doing to, yeah. to, uh, so it's making me think actively more of like, how do I on a daily basis, like when do I take a breather instead of, mm. uh, or take a beat on something versus charging forward because it's just gonna, you know, yeah. maybe bring yourself to a point where you're not recovering as fast sort of like the yeah. fitness thing same same general ideas like you can take so much at a certain time and mm -hmm. knowing when you should take a rest and maybe it's just like you know five minutes or something like that so anyway yeah that's that's pretty cool what's uh what's the deal with your headphones uh this this could be short so we can get into the meat of the episode because i think this will be a, a fun episode topic but yeah uh i had so my son got to use my computer, like sitting here oh. in front of the, the <laughs> his eyes lit up when I said he got to use it because he's taking a Python course uh, through the school and it's like remote. And we we took it last week together, but it was on the couch and it was like, you know, it was over Discord. So they're like sharing yep. their screen, but then mm. he's flipping between trying to get into his like coding environment. And it was a mess. Like we didn't know there was like a screen share. So we were like listening over discord, but didn't realize there was like a presentation going on and all this stuff. And I'm like, you need three monitors or you need at least two <laughs> to sit here and, <laughs> and do this. Well, so when he sat here, uh, you know, I have my setup, but mm. I also needed to hear the teacher. Yep. So yeah. 
I hooked up the speakers and I almost never have the speakers up. Honestly, I even turn off that sound option just so Mm. things like the podcast don't get mixed up and start trying to export out like the sound card. So, um, so that was one of the snafus. And then the other snafu was, uh, you know, (laughs) unreal. The fitness tracker I had plugged into my little USB port over here and to have it charge, I, uh, unplugged the normal cable that I charge these headphones with. And uh, I didn't realize I didn't have it plugged in. So like the past three days, <laughs> I was plugging the headphones into a dangling cord that was not hooked up to the power thing. So um, I hope these last through our thing, but they've been charging at least, you know, for the past 10 or 15 minutes, but that should be enough, hopefully. <laughs> That's awesome. Anyway. Fun New stuff. wireless charging. You heard it here first. Josh's dongle. Yeah. It shouldn't be a problem. It's just self-inflicted tech wounds. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So what do you want to talk about today? So, yeah, I mean, um, yeah. So one of the topics, it's actually been on my list to talk about for a while, um, but mm. you broached the subject earlier today. And uh, basically in how do you think about competitors? How do you think about having conversations with, you know, potential uh competitors whether they're direct or they're tangential or they're like a little bit of both right Mm -hmm. so um i have thoughts on this because i've actually talked to at least probably at least half a dozen Mm. of my competitors like talking to other ceos um and yeah so i kind of have some i don't know different approaches but I don't know. What do, yeah. you, what do you want to get out of this? What do you want to talk about? Well, I feel like I have a very close-minded view of this. And so okay. I'm hoping that maybe you'll kind of help me come out of my shell a little bit and see where the value is in it. Um, I think in general, I, I kind of shut down uh, around competitor discussions. Okay. And why is it just, why is that? Why do you feel like you shut down? Like basically you don't want to have the conversations or mm-hmm. you just become very tight-lipped type of thing. I think a little bit of both. Like I, I, I have this fear that like talking to a competitor is going to like help them get ahead of me and like take me out or something like that. Um, okay. And so that leads to either not engaging at all, or when I do engage, mm-hmm. to be like very tight lipped about certain areas of of the product. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And I don't know. Like, is that justified? I'm not really sure. Oh, totally. <laughs> I, I think it's it's justified i'd rather i am i think it's easier for you well sorry it's it'll be easier for you to come up with what you're comfortable talking about and why mm. right and that's why i think having this conversation could be helpful um because naturally i'm the same way like i don't want to share too much mm. like you know, even building public stuff. There's certain stuff I share. There's certain, I am more tight lipped. I am not the, Hey, everyone should know this. It's not a big deal. Like share everything. And then my fear is more of like, well, the, the, the worst thing that can happen is I get, you know, stabbed in the neck or like Mm -hmm. someone takes my insight and runs to something earlier or beats me to it where it was like, Hey, that was a, an earned insight. That was something that I mm-hmm. took a lot of time or, or have something unique. And now if someone knows that and they can kind of 
you know, shortcut mm-hmm. you um, or, you know, that type of thing. So I believe everyone is in competition, whether mm-hmm. everyone else believes that or not. I'd, I'd rather be on the defensive position and I can mm-hmm. always share more, but I can never take that back. I can never put that genie back in the bottle. Right. So like when, if you're going to talk to a competitor, do you kind of think ahead of time, like what you would be willing to talk about and what you would not be willing to talk about? I have, and I think that's a good strategy. So that's one that I wrote some notes on, but um, essentially, and I think that's a great idea, especially because you should, you should know to essentially what you're comfortable talking about. Um, Mm -hmm. And um, a good example is like, you know, the, uh, I remember the first time I like really prepared for a conversation that I know that could have been very tenuous. Like I might yeah. not want to share, but I also <clears throat> wanted to keep myself in check because I'm a friendly person. I'm a nice person. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I have a little bit of people pleaser in me. So I might overshare by accident and then feel mm-hmm. regret because like, oh, but he asked me directly. So I just answered it. And now I feel like I shouldn't have answered that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So like what, um, well, it's kind of two ways you go on that one, but like, maybe is there, there are certain areas that like in general, you would not talk about certain things. Like what would be some of those certain things? Like what kind of categories of things and what would be like categories of things you would be totally fine talking about? So I think of these as like a, there's, when you're approaching these, there could be advantages. You, there's information you're getting to, right? So you have to, for me, it's like, let's say, we'll talk about revenue as one of the prime examples, right? So mm-hmm. for me, I am comfortable talking about general ranges, but not necessarily mm-hmm. specifics because I also think about this, if this information they can get pretty easily on the internet in some mm-hmm. sort of way, there's no use to me being tight lipped about it. And also right. talk, I'd rather talk in ranges than, than exact. So I'll be like, yeah, we're over a million. Like, cool. Everyone knows that. I've talked about that before. Not a secret thing. Um, But that also, I think the response you get when someone's like, oh, where are you at in revenue? And you're like, no, I don't don't share that. I don't want to share that. And it's just like, yeah, well, you know, I can just like look over there. So you're basically telling me that you're not going to share anything. I'm not going to share anything. And this is no one's going to have any mutual benefits. So yeah. So like, I guess, yeah, things that are easy to kind of figure out. And, um, but yeah, like if someone asks you directly, I feel like even if it's Mm -hmm. something you don't want to talk about, you kind of have to have like a smooth transition, right? If you want the conversation to carry on, have have you kind of thought of any good ways to transition that? So, uh, yeah, I mean, I would just say I'm not comfortable talking about that. Or like I said, I have a, so knowing the ones you'll get potentially asked, is just mm-hmm. like, well, what what I, what do I want to say? What am I comfortable saying? So mm-hmm. ahead of ahead of time, I know the ranges I'm comfortable saying. So yeah, we're we're greater right. than a million, right? Cool. That's right. that's. So that wasn't saying no. That was saying a range. Um, so right. Well, let's well, let's say like someone says point blank. Um, what kind of data structure do you use to store your um your recurring um your recurring um reminders in uh, referral rock? Um, well, one, they probably wouldn't ask that, but if they did, I would just say, I, I'm not comfortable sharing that. Yeah. Okay. Like, I feel like but that's like, it's a, like, I feel like that's what like can a fallback. You give them instead, right? right? Right. But I feel like that's like a, a fallback. That's like the, like, 
I have no idea. I'm just going to say no. But like, um, I know with some, like some people have suggested like, well, what if you like kind of ask further, like, oh, like, how do you think about that? Or like, you know, just kind of transition the topic gently off. Have you thought about that at all? Or uh, yeah, I mean, there's other ways. So just think about what, and maybe you just write ahead a bunch of state, different statements of like, <laughs> just being like, I, I, you know, obviously a fallback would be, I'd rather not share. Um, yeah. you can counter, or you can just say a general, again, it's sort of like the general direction. It's like, well, you know, we thought about it in a lot of different ways, but essentially I, I boil it down to two different things. So it may not directly answer their question, but again, mm. stuff that isn't like, um, rocket science right so I, if you did ask me the rewards one it was I'd be like well we think of them in stages and we also think of them as events that's kind of mm. the basic idea so it's yep. not like it's sort of very high level but again giving giving something right yeah but obviously if the, if the person is just like trying to grill you you can basically be like this is not why this is weird I took <laughs> this call and this is weird yep. and i'm sorry but i'm gonna end the call thank you for your time bye-bye yep. so yep. so uh, and so I think you got to read the tea leaves, but what I've found when I've talked to other CEOs is uh, oftentimes talking about commonalities in industry is kind of nice. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, have you observed this? Yeah. What type of customers are successful with you? And it's like, you could probably see, because I'm probably writing copy based off of that on my homepage. Again, right. nothing really hidden. <clears throat> but if I could provide a little more clarity, it's like, yeah, so, you know. How many customers do you have? Oh, I'm probably not answering that, right? right? So again, because that is an equation to mark into, they go, how many customers do you have? And what's the average revenue per customer? I just gave away yeah. my revenue, right? Yeah, so, right. Not, not cool. Um, I, I, like I'm careful to just not give away what I call like earned insights. So mm. give away the obvious stuff, talk about the obvious stuff that mm -hmm. is not, they could figure out for themselves more yep. or less. Um, so that's kind of how I how I think about it because I I don't want to give away strategy I don't want to give away any direction but mm -hmm. uh, oftentimes you can see that um, and hopefully you know they 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 may be able to guess that but you you I'm not telling them where like the pricing and packaging plans I'm having <laughs> right? right right of course and I and I think like you said like just talking in generalities when there are things that you're not comfortable going into like even that might be a strategy one too right it's kind of like well what area of the market are you tar are you guys kind of focusing on it's like well you know like small to medium businesses you're like well that's a giant group of people right. or you can look on their website like basically regurgitate anything that they could already find on your website right so mm -hmm. like yeah it's like yeah we're looking for that or you know we had hey you know it's like we have a hubspot integration it's like yeah we you know we get customers that ha that enjoy using hubspot right like that's yeah. not that's not, that's pretty obvious. Um, and it, not, not super obvious, but it is a layer there, but it's not like, mm -hmm. um, if they didn't do any research, if they really cared that much to have tactical research on you, they probably could find this already. So, yeah. um, so what, what would you see as like the upside to even <laughs> talking to a competitor? So that, that, yeah, that was where I was going to go next is like, what, are, what, so why even have this? What's the benefit? So, what I've gained out of this in the past is once I have talking about this, sometimes the same person that goes around and talks to other competitors, like I'm not the first one that goes and just, I didn't start this process, but I was tagged mm -hmm. in. Right. Sure. And other people, the, that, that, uh, 
catalyst, that catalyst person that went and probably had, has had the dozen conversations versus like the two or three I've had, um, they actually have a lot more intel on those other companies. So because mm. everyone was sharing and he had these conversations, he's like, oh yeah, you know, so-and-so, yeah, they're around this much. They've raised this much. They've. It's like that was not easy for me to find, but it was also mm-hmm. nice to hear it from another source yeah. as well to sort of like relatively know what else is going on in the market. Um, mm-hmm. And some things that were not obvious to me, like I was... I was privy to because he's like, yeah, I talked to so-and-so they're trying to do this or yeah, they've, they had a big layoff. Oh, did you know about that? And sometimes I'm not watching everything, but it's getting me up to speed as a, that person is essentially a curator. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And once you're show that you are willing to share a little bit, they will also share at least that same parody level of information, not only for themselves, but also across like your other competitors or potential people they've talked to. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like if you have the networker type of person, but like, what about if you have like a a competitor type of person, like they, they actually work at your competitor's company and they want to talk. Do you, would you approach that differently or you kind of view it the same? Uh, I'd view it kind of the same because I don't know what their intent is. And that's what I'd also even be upfront with. It's like, Hey, what do you want to get out of this meeting? Even at the beginning. Because some of the ones that have come and talked to me, sometimes they were looking for some of them were looking for partnerships because they're like, hey, we see in the market this. We're actually looking, you seem to be in this area of the market. We're in this other area. Like, mm-hmm. do you think even is is some sort of like partnership even interesting to you? Like we've done partnerships with some bigger enterprise versions of kind of what we do. And what what it, what we ended up doing was like we leads they were running a lot of ads they would get leads that weren't a fit for them Mm -hmm. um and they would pass them to us and we paid Mm -hmm. them like 75 bucks a lead that was good that we that we approved so hey it was like they got they got they recouped some costs Mm -hmm. um and it lasted maybe like a year and a half and we probably you know and we won a number of business because of that that we might not have won yeah so um that person came in with that intent. Other ones have come in with intent of like, just, just again, it was more of like a, hey, if you were to have an acquisition partner, mm-hmm. who would your dance partner be? And who would you think, how would you think about that? So yeah. I understood their intent right away. And it also was very telling around how they thought about the market. Because oftentimes some people would have asked me like, what do you think about this market? Um. And sometimes, you know, I'll say, oh, yeah, you know, and, and say some things that are not too hard to find or think about. But then reflectively, they would share theirs. And they're like, yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's really hard. It's this. And then in the meantime, I'm getting intel on how they see the market, right? And right. maybe it's not telling me exactly what, but most of the time that was largely driving the reason because they might have been like, hey, do you want to do some awareness campaigns together? Like, hey, mm-hmm. if, uh, you know, rising water raises all ships like so right. if we're yeah. if we're all talking together and we're not com- really competitors we're in the same space like mm-hmm. if we end up attracting jointly with a joint linkedin post or something mm-hmm. you know a thousand people get interested and maybe it's like hey we don't know if they're going to be like enterprise or they're going to be smb but we kind of split those because we're mm-hmm. both in that conversation when we raised the raised awareness on our category. Yeah. 
I, I think what you said a minute ago is probably like, I think the most important thing from what I can tell so far is just like understand, understanding how they see the market and like what their view of the world is. Cause I feel like that tells you so much about kind of where they're, where they're headed, you know, what, um, what kind of moves they might make and that sort of thing. That seems to me the yeah. most interesting. Yeah, it's, I think there's that. And yeah, understanding their intrinsic motivations, right? Because mm-hmm. a lot of my competitors, honestly, they, they raised money and it made them do what I would view as stupid things, right? right. So like they changed pricing, <clears throat> they did, they need to find an acquisition partner or they need mm-hmm. to like, um, you know, they came in with a point of view and wanted to ask if I shared that. And one of them in the past has asked me about, hey, if we joined forces, we'd look like a better acquisition target is that interesting to you Mm -hmm. of course i'm like "Mm, not really (laughs) so um but yeah so so it sometimes it just makes me think about the competitors because i don't bring it into daily cycles i think people look at it for things like how when they're pricing and i think Mm -hmm. that makes sense um people think about it we have from a sales perspective we have what are called like battle cards oftentimes if they we have a maybe a handful of direct competitors that come up mm-hmm. um in the sales conversations and so we're kind of ready to talk about why we have advantages and why uh and where they might have advantages and who should go with who right so we have mm-hmm. an opinion on those types of things but those are kind of a little more downstream from me at this point but also honestly you know pretty shared in a viewpoint for things like the product roadmap and stuff like that. And I don't give away our product roadmap either. So yeah, for sure. Well, and I think like you said, like a lot of the, like the battle card stuff is probably stuff that you get from like customers or like, like potential customers or like from just looking at their, their product. Or you have some people that switch to you and it's like, Oh, well, what was it like over there? Right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So do you ever try to reach out to competitors to connect or is it something that you kind of do passively? If someone reaches out to you, how do you look at that? Uh, let's see. I think I've typically been on the receiving end, so I have not proactively done it, but, um, I was open to it, right. For, for Mm -hmm. a lot of those reasons. And I gained a lot out of it and I think they gained reciprocal information, right. So, um, Mm -hmm. I think everyone sort of got something out of it. Um, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, and all of them were there. And I have reached out to ones that I've talked to before and asked for mm. follow-up conversations. So one that I talked to about a a year ago or so uh, got acquired last, like, three or four months ago. So I reached out to him and said, hey, congratulations. And um, and also, like, hey, love to catch up. Like, mm-hmm. kind of, what is it like? Why, like, and any information you can share? Like, why why did you sell? Like, anything mm-hmm. you're, you're okay with sharing? We had a really nice conversation uh, probably about a month ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I guess it's a little different if someone sold, too, because they're, they're no longer in the, the same arena. Well, they are leading that area for the new company. So it, it oh, okay. is. Yeah. So it's not... It's not like they're gone and and now they have more firepower under them uh, and mm-hmm. more resources. But um, funny enough, the reason why, how I even found that out was from a different conversation. And so-and-so mentioned like, oh, did you hear, so, you know, this other company sold? I'm like, oh, I didn't hear that. And then, of course, yeah. right after the call, I'm like looking it up. And then I reached out to the guy. So yeah. um, <laughs> sounds like a Google alerts kind of thing. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, trying to think what else. Yeah. So I think understanding their motivations, the VC thing is big. The other mm-hmm. thing I'm, I am protective again is to not just revenue, but again, on things like, like go to market strategies. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I've been, I've been, uh, I haven't been quiet. The fact that SEO is a strategy for us, but I think anyone could figure that out. Um, right. Anyone reasonable mm-hmm. could figure that out. So that's not like worth hiding. Right. Um, right. But now if they ask me like, how many leads am I getting? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to tell you that. Right. So like, right. I don't want to invite competition. I'm not going to tell them, Oh, this article actually brings in the best leads, right? This yeah, one is, <laughs> you know, that type of thing. So caution for you is like, um, it's like, Oh, how many, how many, you know, how, how much activity do you get on from X or Y? Now, obviously some of the stuff that could be public, you're not going to be right. like, yeah, my, Oh no, my, I'm not telling you how many LinkedIn views I get because it's like, okay, it could see kind of how many likes and stuff. It's probably yeah, pretty yeah. obvious that it's in the tens or hundreds versus like, you know, 50,000 views or right. something like that. So, or even like how many downloads, like that's public on, on the Chrome right. store. Right. Yeah. Right. But daily active usage, like, no, <laughs> not worth sharing. Right. Like yeah. there's nothing for you to to gain by that or if they're like oh how'd you get around some certain little like snafu or yeah i'm not sharing that i'm sorry yeah (laughs) that's what i would call like an earned secret right right yeah and i think that's kind of like where my concern is um like is more around the technical side of things like i understand like the there is something to strategy and that kind of thing too but the um yeah i feel like i have kind of a different technical approach to a number of things that i've done with testing taxi and mm-hmm. like this conversation was originally sparked by a technical conversation. Um, mm. And so there's, you know, I'm kind of concerned that it's going to be like a fishing expedition of like. Well, then I would even just email them ahead of time. Be like, again, instead of even having the conversation at the beginning of the call, like what's your intent out of this? This is, this is sort of where I stand. You'd be like, Hey, um, yeah. What, what are you trying to get out of this call? Like, what are you interested in? Mm-hmm. Cause honestly, like, I'm not, I'm not comfortable sharing like, you know, technical details about certain things I'm doing. So if that's mm-hmm. what you're expecting out of this call, like we probably shouldn't have it and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I guess I could do that. Eh? Yeah. Know, just like... be upfront and, and like, you know, I, you, I think, you know, most of the time when you're going into a call, what it's about. So the, the mm-hmm. fact that you're going in this blind or just kind of not knowing is you know, or maybe it's like, oh yeah, I just wanted to do, 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 like, hey, um, yeah, yeah. And I guess like so. even on that that note too, though, it's kind of similar in the sense that like I kind of want to know what they're up to too. And if you talk in generalities, you can kind of get a feel for things. Um, yeah, and you right. see what's what's going on, right? Right, right. Because he could also just be like, hey, um, we just got some. Honestly, we just got some VC money and we're, we're looking to bring on talent. Is, is that something, you know, are you, are you potentially interested, you know? Mm. Right. And you could just be like, I'm happy to have a conversation about that. Sure. Like, what are you, what are you, what are you even talking about? (laughs) Yeah. 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 So many different ways it could go, eh? Mm -hmm. So I guess it sounds like a big thing of this is kind of being prepared 
what you want to, what you're willing to talk to and what talk about and what you're not willing to talk about. Right. That sounds like the biggest thing to me. And then a lot of that stuff has to do with strategy, not sharing like strategy or like earned insights. Are there kind of any other areas that you would not talk about? Um, I mean, those are the big ones I feel like people ask. I think we've covered. It's just sort of like customer acquisition stuff, mm-hmm. revenue. Um, I don't mind talking about team size. I mean, that's out there, right? Sure. Like, you could find it. Um, yeah, people can find that out. Again, anything that they can find out relatively obvious, I'm happy to share because it's sort of just like they can find out if they really cared that that was a tactical thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it opens up the conversation. So at least reflectively, I could gain other that same type of information from them. So mm-hmm. um, and yeah, I think those are, and, and the technical stuff too. Like I wouldn't Again, unless it was like, hey, yeah, we, we open source our code. It's like, well, it's not probably like, <laughs> I don't know. Well, some of the time, some of the frameworks of the way you think about it mm-hmm. could be unique, right? The way you approach certain data structures or certain like ways of getting data or ways of like, you know, that, that type of stuff. But if it's, yeah, so I don't know. Um I'm trying to think of if I would share not number of customers, again, anything that algorithmically could or arithmetically could add up to where mm-hmm. exactly you are in revenue. Um, but again, I wonder, the, the, I, yeah, sorry, I wonder too about like even just big unlocks and ways of thinking, right? Like if you had like a, I, you know, everybody used to think of this in like, you know, individual widgets. But if you like combine the widgets, you can think about it this way and it gives you a lot more efficiency kind of thing. Um, Like those kind of discussions, like um, I'm kind of cautious to talk about that sort of thing. Like it's kind of, it is kind of technical, but it's also kind of general. And um, (laughs) I don't know, like there's been some of those things where I've had like a realization and then it's like a really big unlock for certain things. Right. Yeah, I mean, there are definitely cases. I remember I had a friend that ran some. Um, he has like a he had a help, uh, like a help knowledge base type of software, mm-hmm. and um, he had they had meetings with uh, companies like in the early days, companies like Drift and Intercom that also have like knowledge mm-hmm. bases as part of their products. Yep. Um, in the beginning, they talked about partnerships, and they also talked about like, "Hey, how'd you solve this?" or "How'd you?" And they they were super nice about it. Mm-hmm. And what happened is that all of a sudden, like you know, those other teams started implementing things that they also saw, or you could see that they gained from those patterns, and they didn't reciprocally gain anything else. And it was just sort of like, you should know when you're the minnow or the shark <laughs> type mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. Um. And and, and my friend was very like put off by it and was very bitter about it. And I understood why, because mm-hmm. I think he, he trusted what they said and kind of was like, no, this is a partnership. We're looking to think like, yeah. you know, maybe we'll acquire you. Maybe who knows, like all these other things. And he was honestly very nice with it. And, yeah. and, but whose fault was it? Right. Like who's, mm-hmm. who's really to blame if they got, you know, stabbed in the back. So. Yeah, I feel like that's like I, like there's a lot of pitfalls with partnerships because I think there's always these like promises and things like that, and it seems like that often doesn't work out. 
like where you yeah. had that one system where it was like, hey, I'll pay you for leads that you send to me. It's like, well, that's that seems like a pretty like good contract or like even like loose agreement to have. Right. It's because, what's here and now, not like if you do this, then I'll do that later. And it's like, yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Whether that's malicious or not, like I can't predict yeah. your behavior or if your manager all of a sudden says, no, we're not doing that. Like, and all of right. a sudden rug pulls it. And maybe the person was being honest and they really did think you were, they were going to help <laughs> mm-hmm. with the partnership, but it has to be pretty tightly like, uh, you know, in, in a pretty tight circle. Like, okay, I'm doing this promotion. We're being on this webinar this, this month and next month you're going to be on like, okay, that's, that's probably yeah. okay. Like, you know, yeah. so yeah <laughs> do you have any uh any other thoughts on this no i think we covered good ones being prepared i like the fact that your your natural stance is on defense versus mm. on uh just like oversharing um because mm. some people believe that and, and that and then they have to be kind of cautioned back on when they shouldn't shouldn't share so i feel like someone ends on one side of the spectrum mm-hmm. and my preference, obviously, is is on the defensive side, because um, I don't want to have any regrets, right? Like I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to do anything that's going to set myself up for failure or mm-hmm. be sideswiped or whatever. So, good stuff. Well, thanks for chatting. Cool. Thank you. All right, we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Hey, thanks for joining us today. If you want to chat with us, we're on Twitter. I'm at Nate Bosher and Josh is at JLogic. If you're a new listener, uh, check out some of our most popular episodes. Episode 52, 7 Years to 22 MRR and Zombie Startups. Or episode 30, Review Sites Are a Necessary Evil and Hacks to Get Around Them. Thanks again.